like my Grammy family Used to bump the demo up out of the Camry Now I'm hopping out the limo or either the Lambie But you niggas gon' get into you get to Miami GLC gon' be stoned as Angie I be Don C, Johnny Patron, and me It's a celebration, bitches, more bottles of champagne. I ain't in love with the same stripper that's wrong T Pain and all this Louis Vuitton shit ain't cheap, man Dog, I can't keep saying good music, the greatest, latest Stuntin' out the middle of nowhere like Vegas From the shy, the city of hella haters But we keep rising to the top like elevators High haters, I'm back off high haters I feel just like you, I mean even I hate us Turn the radio down, I mean every song Yeezy got a vision that's clearer than every Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast I'm your host June, I'm here with my co-producer Small Town EP Yo, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? Chillin', man. It's another week of NFL football that we got to. I think this week was the better week of the first two. It was the more surprising. There was, you know, a lot of ups and downs. Some teams that are still looking questionable. We're starting to see what other teams are, you know, shaping out to be. The Lions look like a possible playoff team to Dan Orlowski's eyes. I mean, I don't necessarily agree, but I get what he's pushing. Um the Bengals still can't, you know, figure it out since the Super Bowl. Since last season, they haven't gotten a win. Mm. Trey Lance out for the season. That was kind of the toughest thing to see this this week because, I mean, I was excited. I think San Francisco was really excited to have a new future, new quarterback, athletic, can throw the ball deep, make every throw um, behind a great run game at yeah, that. Yeah, that's a fact. And, he was the one running and ended up breaking his ankle. I think it was like the Dak Prescott injury where it kind of – it looked how it shouldn't, and he realized it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Come get me. Come get me. Um, when it's quick that everybody reacts like, oh, shit, you know, everybody's on the field already, I'm like, damn, wait, is this a season ender? Is his second career start? And I was saying last week how this is his first start, you know, in good weather. Like, versus the Bears, it was – you know, you can't really judge him off that as far as quarterback play. We didn't even get to see him come out of what was it the first quarter or the first half? The first half. So that's unfortunate, but actually, it might have been the first quarter because it was his. Uh, it was his second drive, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I know it was early on, and yeah. then Jimmy G came in and was able to handle, you know, the Seahawks defense at that. But he still closed out and, and showed why he has taken them to the national uh, football conference championship. <laughs> boy. But uh, <laughs> anyways, and he got a bonus too. He did. More, he did. More than every time he plays more than seventy five percent of the game, a boy gets a bonus. So he could. He could. St- He's like, gonna run it up this year. <laughs> yeah, every game. Every game. That's why they restructured the deal. He's like, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. <laughs> ben Simmons also spoke with JJ Reddick um, on JJ Reddick's podcast. Word, word. Oh, what is it? The old man in the three podcast? Oh, something like. No that. disrespect. JJ yeah. Reddick's one of my favorite players. God. Ever, so. But um, it was there was some funny quotes we could talk about after football. The Cardinals-Raiders game was one game to me that was just like, all right, hold on. The Raiders had this game, you know, pretty sewn up early. The fourth quarter comes around. Nico sleep <laughs> on a couch. Everybody else left. It, you know, at the point where on Sunday night it starts to get dark, so it's yeah. like you don't even realize you don't have lights on and the house yeah. is just dark as hell. That was the vibe right there. And I'm, I'm like, he's knocked out, though. So I'm like, yo, Nico, like. I think the Cardinals about to come back. Like, they could score on this drive. <laughs> so they ended up scoring, getting the two-point conversion, tying it up, sending the game to overtime. And it was just like disbelief in Vegas. And when you get to overtime, the Cardinals get the ball. They get stopped. The Raiders get the ball, start driving upfield. There's basically just get the ball upfield five, ten more yards, not even ten, kick the field goal with the timeout. And Hunter Renfro fumbles for the second time. Yeah. And – you know, it was a scoop and score, which is odd because that we don't see it a lot, scoop and score, especially from past 50 yards. Um, but Byron Murphy was able to get his hands on it. Last year, Byron Murphy played against the Jaguars, got a pick six. And this year, he finds a scoop and score to, to win the game in overtime. So that was a pretty exhilarating ending. Um, on, a, on a sad note, it's like we're getting booze on the road when Russell Westbrook goes. Uh, Russell Westbrook. When Russell Wilson goes to uh, Seattle, his old home, and then he gets booed at home in Denver playing against a Houston Texans team who everybody was saying the Colts tied him, the Colts tied him. They lost this week, but 
They put 16 up a fight. to 9, you know, they, they, they held Russ to what, one passing touchdown or mm -hmm. so? Maybe two. And no, I think he only had one. So the Broncos' offense hasn't looked promising, is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's already on the weird seat. I won't say hot, but weird seat for week one, you know, in Seattle having that field goal drama. Week two, not being able to get the, the offense moving against a Houston Texans team who's a top five worst team in the league. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of the more surprising. He's, you said you already fired him. You, you just called him for his head after week one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that that was a atrocious performance <laughs> of coaching in week one. But, it's yeah, it's not looking good for that, man. And uh, ugh. Well, good thing we don't have to keep talking about him. The Rams and the Falcons game also went down to the wire. The Rams let up. They were winning all game, and the Falcons just kind of kept fighting back. Drake London scored his first NFL touchdown, and Mariota at the end made a bad decision on like a he had he had a chance to really put something in the end zone, and he kind of just threw it through a really bad decision, and it ended the game. But Jalen Ramsey, by the way, got the pick. But um, that was that was fun. They got a block punt so that they could set themselves up. Atlanta did uh, for a fun ending. Um, but they don't look as bad as I was expecting them to. I thought coming into the season with Mariota and Ritter as their quarterbacks, what are they going to really do? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, Kyle Pitts is there. You got Cordell Patterson. But you didn't know how the offensive line is going to hold up. You didn't know if the defense was going to just, you know, let, let, let the teams run through. So um, they've played two good games, you know, throughout two weeks. The Bengals haven't, though. And the sack issue – with Joe Burrow, yeah, is getting is getting questionable because they they tightened up on the offensive line as far as free agency, you know, and and going out and making signings. But 199 yards and one touchdown, and I don't have the sack number, but I believe it was like another five six times that he was that he was brought yeah. down. And you can't win football games when your offensive line is is not getting any type of protection up front. You let Cooper Rush in his second career start throw for 235 yards, and I'm not saying that's an amazing game, but when Zeke Elliott and, and Tony Pollard amount for, what, just a, just 100 yeah, yards? Exactly. You know, you don't expect to lose a game. You tell you know, the Cowboys, they're going to score 20 points this weekend. Joe Burrow is supposed to go in there with one of the best trios of wide receivers in the league. And score more than one touchdown. And they're 0-2 right now. And what they're lucky about is that the Browns, to me, are not going to be the team that wins the division or, or comes in second. Second place is, is possible, but uh, but I don't think so because no. Deshaun Watson's kind of come back too late. I'm thinking, you know, Ravens and uh team I was just talking about, help me out. The other team in the NFC, AFC North. Wow. The Brown, the Bengals. Bengals, thank you. And they're right. Wow. They're right here. The, <laughs> the Bengals. Bengals. So, yeah, I, I think the Bengals are still going to be able to compete for this division. You know, they, they haven't lost. a Week one was versus Pittsburgh. So, they got to make that up. Mitch Trubisky, as we're watching, it don't look like he's going to be the guy for another two weeks. Did you ask, Kev, by the way, how much more time would we give him? I would say put pick it in your next home game. Technically, yeah. I mean, Trubisky and Pickett. Might as well. It's tough. I don't see in that division, you know, especially if they're not going to be able to beat a Browns team with Jacoby Brissett starting. So, yeah, it's it's looking. Yeah, I mean, 0-2 or, Brissett. you know, 1-1, one one, I hate to say, like, lost season or, you know, talk about it like that. But the division's tough. So, Lamar Jackson, speaking of, we, we were able to see, like, some really good, some some mm -hmm. some – Mm, some eh. Xavier Howard dropped a pick six that could have really, you know, sealed the game. But he also made the plays, right? His, his passer rating in the first half was perfect. And he threw for, I think he threw for two touchdowns uh, in the first half. And he was just three incompletions or so. Um, the Dolphins offense came alive, fortunately for them. Tyreek Hill, we talked about it. Tyreek Hill was just going to do what he does. And yeah, man. I don't see why he's going to stop. Like, who's going to stop Tyreek Hill with Jalen Waddle on the other side and Mike Gusecki over the middle? The offense that Mike McDaniel is going to, like, establish here year after year, 
with the running game, if that's where they're going to really have to shore up the Dolphins. You know, they'll go out of free agency or draft and try to pick up a running back that they can find for the future. But for now, I mean, Mostert and Chase Edmonds are going to suffice for an offense like that because the scheme is is run block friendly. So, you know, it's not making a tough job for the running backs to have to really make a play. It's more so can the, the, the blockers do their job and make it easier for the backs. But And then that's just going to open up, you know, to Jalen yeah. Waddle. Again, so who had a game-winning touchdown? It was a beautiful catch. Like, that should be on Moss this Sunday. And if Randy Moss don't put that shit on Moss, that's crazy. And yeah. I saw, uh, I don't know, I think it was Barstool. It was Barstool or something. They said that the Vikings should retire Randy Moss's 84. And it's true because Irv Smith is wearing it, and he's a really good tight end in the league. But That's a fact. I, I didn't really think about it like that. So, That's yeah. a fact. For what he did for that franchise, I think he definitely deserves a retired jersey. Um, and he's been not playing in the league. So, it's not like they haven't had time to think about that. Hey, you know it's real when they put out the, the two memes with the six go- six goals to the top and the bottom meme. That boy's balling out here right now. <laughs> two know. is balling. And six touchdowns, I mean, it's the most in their franchise history. It ties, I think, Greasy and Marino. So, I mean, those are the only good quarterbacks in Dolphins history. So, to be in that company, that's that's saying something. And it's early. Um, you know, that's the thing with these games. Like, it's only week two. Facts. So, like I said, it is shaping out to show you what they could be. But, like, you could go 2-0 and and then, like, 2-5 and real quick, 2-4 and real then, quick. And then, then you're the just Dolphins, like, we're 2-4, and four, shit. We need to win next week. Like, like three and zero last year or something like that. No, they started one and seven, and oh, then they finished and then seven they f- and one. Yeah, switched it up. Or eight and one, yeah, because okay. it was seventeen games. So, but I mean, the Dolphins nonetheless were able to put up forty-two points against the Ravens and come back from down fourteen twenty-one in the fourth quarter. That's big. You have to be happy if you're a Dolphins fan. You have to acknowledge it if you're an AFC. Um, another team in the AFC because this is a team last year that wasn't in the playoffs that I assume will make the playoffs this year in a good AFC in a good AFC. That's what's up. Um, it's going to be interesting. I didn't see it before the season started, but two games in, I could, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. The defense is still playing really good. You know, there were some plays where like a young Rashad Bateman cheesing up Xavier Howard in man coverage, you know, and, really making the Dolphins' defense kind of look like lost at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Lamar Jackson made a perfect throw. I think it was to DuVernay, and it was like a post route. It was crazy. But nonetheless, um, it's never going to be perfect. You know what I mean? Of like course, as, And MVP course. players will make those plays. But um, the Dolphins' defense is a team that I, I can see going late in the season and still getting better, you know, especially with the, with the D-backs they have. So, um I was going to go Monday night, but we haven't even finished with the. <laughs> so we'll go here. Colts, Jags, right? We'll just kind of. You want to just yeah, get out the way real quick? Yeah. So 195 yards, three interceptions, was sacked at least. I'll, I'll get the number. It's right here because that, that's bad. Five. Five sacks. An offensive line that. Three years ago was the best in the league, right? You paid big money for Quentin Nelson. I'm not even putting it on him, but you know you you invested in Braden Smith, the right tackle. Now you got oh, also Ryan Kelly got a contract last year. So three of your starting five are big big money guys. Mm-hmm. The other two positions, left tackle and right guard. The Colts can't figure it out. And since Costanzo left and his last year, it's it's just been like a, a revolving door of who's not going to get beat the most this game. And it's not who we can trust for real because Carson Wentz dealt with this last year and Phillip Rivers dealt with it Costanzo's last year in the league. So, you know, we've had new quarterbacks every year and we've had basically a new offensive lineman on the left side protecting his back every year. So... I'm not trying to make an excuse. This is horrible play that we saw from the Colts with 54 rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor's quote-unquote MVP candidate this year, 54 rushing yards versus the Jaguars. And I think it's a credit to the Jacksonville Jaguars defense for being able to, you know, 
their franchise, honestly, because they drafted a guy like Josh Allen a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Then they drafted uh, the guy from LSU. I can't think of his name. Um, and then they drafted uh, this year. They drafted Tavon Austin. Tavon, bro, from, from Georgia. Why am I shitting the names? So, you know, first pick of the draft. I mean, they're just dogs up there. And what they're doing is they're going to continue to stay young stay cheap and be able to get after the quarterback. A guy like Matt Ryan can't, you know, evade. But what's alarming to me is, like, the scheme, you know. The fact that Frank Reich – I was in my first Twitter spaces this weekend. I never did a Twitter space. I didn't I start it. I saw you in there in the Colts one. <laughs> that's funny. I saw you in there. You know, E is in the depths of Twitter spaces. If you go on Twitter <laughs> and just go on spaces, you're going to see E's name pop up somewhere. It, it's random. <sighs> So I was like, yo, let me talk pregame with the Colts. Like, let me hear it. So I go in there, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, let me ask y'all something. If we, like, I, I'm, first of all, I'm positive. Like, I think we're going to win today. I think the Colts will, you know, the, the, the curse is over. Like, I'm being, you know, we got Matt Ryan for a reason, whatever. And I was like, let's be real, though. Like, we know what's, go, what's the problem. And if we do lose, do we fire Frank Wright? And I'm honestly pushing toward that side right now because if you can't have your team prepared for this game once a year and you get outcoached every single time and your team gets outplayed every single time, it's not like the Colts and Jags went down to the wire three straight games and it's a good game. Yo, I don't understand how we can't beat them. Oh, they hit a field goal to win. Oh, they got that pick late. Like, bro, we lost 24-zip, 6-zip, and 27-zip the last three times we played them on the road. So... For Frank Reich, that's for no playoff wins. Uh, one playoff win, one playoff win yeah. versus the Texans, twenty eighteen, and then versus the Titans, maybe, maybe, maybe one or two, maybe one or two, no conference wins, right? Not too many division titles. So like, I don't see why we would look at him as so much to where we can't let him go. At this point, because he's done a lot. I, I respect him, and I hate to see it be this way. But it's just at a point where, all right, we're not prepared. Yeah. And every time, it, when does it become like, all right, it's it's over? You know, Chris Ballard, I respect him, and I think we should keep him as our GM. But he needs to take a step back and realize our wide receiver core is nowhere near good enough. Mm-hmm. If Michael Pittman, like I said last week, if Michael Pittman is your best receiver and he misses a week, and this is what you have. That's not good enough. But we didn't want to go sign uh, a free agent like Jarvis Landry. We didn't want to go, you know, sign a free agent. Um, obviously, Julio, I wouldn't want it either because he missed the game already. Yeah. But it just – you show that you know there's room for improvement. You show that there needs to be more uh, competition in the room because Paris Campbell, who we drafted three years ago, has played like – 20% of the games he was supposed to in his career. And due to injury, but at the same time, the games he plays, it's not like there's much, much production, you know? Yeah. So it, it's frustrating to see. And Jonathan Taylor with the team with less than 54, with 55 yards rushing, you know, Jonathan Taylor with 54, that's crazy. That's crazy. Nine carries. Nine, car- nine carries. Nine carries. <laughs> I'm about to name the episode nine, nine carries. carries. <laughs> but they, couldn't, they couldn't feed him the ball. Like it, it, it was like you said. Credit to, credit to uh, Jacksonville's defense as well, because you got to be prepared for Jacksonville on the road. There's no excuse. So that was, and then I wanted to talk about the Eagles game, um, because Jalen Hurts' consistency, smart seeing defense, mm-hmm. you know, adjusting, playing on the run, making physical play, and Truly being a leader for this Eagles team, like, the question coming into this year was, can he truly be the quarterback that can make the throws, make the right decisions? And it's, again, only two weeks. But with these last two weeks, we've seen the Eagles' offense. I was going to say offensively, so I don't know why I said offense. But um, we've seen their offense be able to put up points and move the ball down the field, move the ball. And they played a Detroit Lions defense who Detroit has been playing pretty good. You know, they've been playing pretty good, as I said. They ran the ball well um, against the Eagles. They put up 35 points in back-to-back games. Like, something's clicking, obviously. Uh, and the commander's defense is a solid NFC East defense. Um, the Eagles, 
versus the Vikings. And I don't know if it's just the Kirk Cousins effect where Kirk Cousins on primetime, he just can't deliver because 221 yards and three, which yeah. should have been five interceptions because Darius yeah. Slay had a drop and he almost had one. So with Kirk Cousins being that uh, can't play primetime game, didn't beat the Eagles back in 2018 when they beat us in the NFC Championship mm-hmm. You know, there's something looming there, but nonetheless, this Vikings defense was just getting torn apart by Nick Sirianni's play calls and and Jalen Hurts' ability with his arm. It was it was evident that the Vikings wasn't prepared for 333 yards, and it was only one touchdown uh, pass. But he did have was it two touchdown runs? I think he had two touchdown runs. Jalen yeah. Hurts two rushing touchdowns, I should say. Um, I mean, with that play, the Lions could be in trouble this week against the uh, – I mean, the Vikings, sorry, could be in trouble this week against Detroit. That's going to be a good game. And it's cool to see that the NFC North is kind of up for grabs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we we think the Lions can compete, not necessarily for the playoffs, but they can compete with the Vikings right now. They can compete with the Packers right now based on – an two you know a two week span mm-hmm. of what we're seeing they're playing good enough football that you think every game in the NFC North is going to be a competitive game and the Bears Packers game wasn't as competitive you know the Bears are really are really just bad the offensive line can't yeah. get pushed they get ran on like all right we know that so we'll take the rest of the three teams but the Lions were typically that team and up until even the last year but the Lions you know they got that, that hard knocks juice they got that that momentum on their yes, side, sir, so yes, you know you got to take what you can. But I'm 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 interested to see what the Eagles can do because I truly think they're an NFC contender to win the conference. Like Devontae Smith is only going to get better throughout the season and throughout his career, but this season specifically, AJ Brown coming over there is just such a big help that I don't know if people are looking at it as serious because of maybe who his quarterback is or. You know, they don't know that A.J. Brown is that true, true number one. A.J. Brown is a true number one. No, absolutely. You know, and, and a dog that can really go off for 200 yards in a game if you if you try to mess around. So, Goddard, Sanders, Smith, Pascal, like, Quez Watkins, you guys get busy and it's going to come to A.J. Brown and then vice versa. If he's just doing his thing. It's going to open the field up. So, I don't see – why the Eagles shouldn't win this division easily, right? Jalen Hurts hasn't beat the Cowboys yet. I'm sure he will versus Cooper Rush. I hope he gets an opportunity late in the season when Dak Prescott's back so that mm-hmm. it can be like he beat Dak Prescott in the Cowboys, which did you hear the comment? I think it was Troy Aikman. I think it was Troy Aikman. He said that uh, Cooper Rush is like worthy of like, <laughs> like, yo. He's him. He's looking like he's looking like he could take the job possibly. Like oh, it was around those lines, and it's just like that's crazy. You know, it's two games, one game last year, one game this year, um, I mean, and it wasn't blowout wins. It yeah. wasn't nothing crazy. You beat, you know, a tw- a twenty to seventeen Bengals, and last year with the Vikings. But Dak Prescott, I mean, he's done his he's done his thing in one playoff game for the Cowboys. So I don't think anybody can really say much. And yeah, I mean, to be fair, like you won that number two spot. For that situation, like that's that's yeah, like that's the basis. That's what you should do as yeah, a backup. Because hopefully, come in and be able to help the team. You win, feel right? me? It's like yo, 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 backup one. <laughs> Dak, Dak didn't win last week. Like yo, <laughs> I thought I had seventeen tries. You feel me? You get about eleven. So preparation, man. Yeah, but I think the Eagles take the NFC uh, NFC East uh, yeah. easily, easily, and I'm interested to see that. So. This week, though, we got some interesting games. I'm going to pull up the week three schedule. I mean, we just saw this Thursday night joint. Yeah, you know what's funny really quick? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I did. And see how easy it is to forget about. Because we're already seeing the Browns, so I'm like, yeah, that's that's this week. But, yeah, the Browns. <laughs> the Browns. That was some 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 Browns-ass shit right hey, you there. You know if the Jets would have lost that game, he wouldn't have reminded you to recap Of course that not. Game. <laughs> it would have been with the wind as it was, naturally. That's, that's, Honestly, no. I got to talk about how they won. (laughs) Because even if the Jets would have beat the Browns, you know, I would have been like, yo, the Browns, listen, Jacoby Brissett, right? But it's 
They had this game. Win probability at like 98% with a minute and a half left. Oh, man. 99.7%. Hear that. Joe Flacco with a 300-yard, four-touchdown appearance in Cleveland. It was Elf. What is his name? Hold on. Brownie the Elf. That was his first game at midfield. The logo. I saw that He's tonight. And and I was wondering. And Joe Flacco put up four, three hundred yards well, and four one touchdowns. And one, but well, now he's one and one. But he was zero and one. He was zero and one on a very bad beat. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you? How does this go? It was they were down two scores, right? Help me out, please, Kev, because you're the Jets fan. Yeah, I, I didn't. I uh, I know Garrett Wilson scored late. They got the onside kick. Ah, that was it. See, this is why people, this is why Todd Gurley and showed you the way. It's Go actually down. tied at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And then, and then. Go and then down, Chubb. Cleveland goes up 13 and then meltdown. Chubb's fantasy. And that's what, you know what? I lost in fantasy last week because Chubb, you know, wanted to run it up. But that's cool. That's why y'all all lost. Um, however, I do want to point out three touchdowns from Nick Chubb. Only 87 yards, and I say only because it's the Jets defense, one, and two, because he should be averaging, you know, 110 a game. Let's go check the stats. How many mm. rushing yards did they have? 93 rushing yards. Okay. Psych. That was the Jets. 184. That's still nothing crazy, but they was able to put up. Uh, 184 rushing yards on you, 400. Y'all both had over 400 total yards. So, yeah, I mean, the exciting part was the onside kick. Did you see Garrett Wilson's reaction? They had him, like, jumping crazy on the sideline, um, really happy. And then he goes and finishes it because uh, he scored his first career touchdown in this game and then scored That's the game-winning touchdown. So, great pick for the Jets. He was the best He was the best uh, wide receiver coming out of the draft last year, so. Who's that? Brees Hall? I mean, cool. <laughs> cool. Yo. Yeah, cool. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brees Hall, man. Give it up. Give it up. All right. So, hey. Hey, look. Guess what? It's going to be a longer season for y'all. <laughs> and it gets cold in uh, in New Jersey Jets. The New Jersey Jets. That's crazy. Bills Dolphins this week though we get Bills Dolphins in Miami. You do. Josh Allen is playing like MVP, mm-hmm. right? We saw him on Monday night obliterate the Titans. See how I skipped over that game because we gotta get on to week three, and the Titans losing forty one nine is not much to talk about because it's Vrabel, and Vrabel's a fraud, and the Titans are frauds. That was where that word remember that on this podcast remember originally that? yeah came they're from. fraud. So we're seeing it unravel week after week. And 41-7, I mean, see, it's hard not to go back. Ryan Tannehill with 117 and two interceptions. And uh, Derrick Henry, 13 carries, 25 yards. I mean, if you think this team is going to win the AFC East, uh, AFC South, nah. Nah, bro. Yeah, another thing coming. 11 of 20, yeah. Another 25 yards. He averaged 1.9 yard per carry. He had the game's only score for the Tennessee Titans. Stephon Diggs was able to kind of just do as he does. 12 catches, 148 yards, and three touchdowns. And, you know, questions all over the place. Who's going to be our quarterback for the rest of the season? Are we going to put the rookie in? Are we going to try to let Matt uh, Matt Ryan? Ryan Tannehill throw for 150 yards a game. Crazy. We don't have a playmaker because we traded A.J. Brown. Who's going to be our big guy on defense? It's a lot of questions. So I'm 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 loving it as a Colts fan. You know the Titans' demise is my uh, whatever you want to say. So real quick, yeah. Um, tonight's game. Remember how we were just before we aired before we started recording, we were talking about. You mentioned that that touchdown probably. Fuck someone's ticket up. Oh, yeah. Right? That late touchdown, Denzel so Ward. as we start recording, mm. I'm just looking at these last-second notifications. Shout-out to that boy, Dre. Because Dre had the under 41 in a parlay. 
and that total was at 40 before that touchdown. Wow. Really sick. Wow. <laughs> really sick things. <clears throat> you said Dre? Dre in the locksmith chat, yo. I got to call Dre. <laughs> Yeah. Under 41. That's how that's going. Seems like the last leg in the Let's see if Dre answers. Talking about this game, though, I mean, Jacoby Brissett with 220 yards on the Steelers defense with no interceptions, two touchdowns. You know, you got to – if this man don't answer my call. But uh, Mitch Trubisky, you know, it's not going to get it done. 207 yards. You're not getting the ball in the end zone. Najee Harris – I mean, he ran the ball in the end zone, yeah, Mitch Trubisky, yeah. but um, it was a – Five yard carry. So this this offense Hey, have some respect. We're recording the podcast right now. I was just I was just um brought it was brought to my attention that your over your under your under didn't hit. It didn't hit by a fucking lateral at the end of the game, bro. Yeah, we were watching that. So we were like So yeah, that's how it works. But <laughs> We were like, yo, that touchdown probably really fucked somebody's ticket up. Yeah, it was and it and it had to be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one, but yeah, definitely I was part of them niggas. Damn. Well, you know, who did, was that your lock? Or you want to call them out? Uh, that was that was America's lock, bro. Everybody took the under, bro. Mm, America. America's a dumbass country. Get that. <laughs> get you should you should have known that, but. I'm gonna let you go, bro. I, I'm I'm sorry your under didn't hit. This nigga, am I on the podcast right now? Yeah, yeah you're you definitely are. on the podcast. Wow, so everybody gonna know that I lost my shit, huh? That's crazy. Well, Five like years. you and others, like you said, I mean you're not America. the only one. So. Yeah, shout out to all y'all. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Dre. But all right, let's talk about week three. What do we got here? Bengals, Jets. This is we were gonna do Dolphins Bills, but Bengals Jets just caught my eye right here. So I think, you know, the Bengals have to win this game. And it's a losable game for the Bengals because they're on the road one. Is this your home opener or you played week one at home? No, we played last week. We played last week at home. So I mean it was it, at the end of the day, it's early in the season. Jets fans are still hyped, still into it. So the crowd we played is week be one crazy. at home. Week one? It's cool. Yeah, that's Versus the Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. Um so, with Cincinnati's offensive line, how how do you how do you feel the pressure in getting to the quarterback? You guys are gonna have success. You think you think you have some success getting to that quarterback because that's gonna be key in stopping you know a guy like Jamar Chase. This is why the wide receivers can't really get active because you know when Joe Burrow has time, your corners and not a lot of corners in the league are good enough, uh, even with safety help, to stop those three. But when the quarterback's just getting rushed all game, you know, 10 hits, you know, six sacks, it's, it's tough. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be turnovers. We saw five turnovers in the Steelers game um, for the Bengals. Last week, Joe Burrow just wasn't able to really get anything flowing. So the run game is going to be critical here. Uh, a guy like Williams, he's going to have to Quinn and Williams. Is he, is he healthy, Quinn and Williams? Uh, he should be, right? I have him on my franchise, so I was like, damn, was that my franchise he was hurt? Or <laughs> was he hurt in real life? But um if he's if he's healthy, yeah, I think he's able to he's able to make a disturbance in the run game so that Joe Mixon can't get too comfortable. But this is a game that the Bengals frankly should take care of. Like if we were looking at this as a week one game coming into the season, nobody's going to say, oh, Jets have a chance Facts. versus the Bengals. Like Facts. this is the team defending AFC champions and Who's gonna who who's gonna say the Jets, one of the worst teams in the league, just realistically speaking at the time, starting the season, it, it would have been crazy. So I don't know. Um I do got the Bengals <laughs> and and they cannot start the season 0 and three. We know the stats for teams that start uh 0 two. You know, the playoff numbers aren't promising. Mm-mm. This is a must win game for the Bengals. Must win. Hey, the Must line win. the line is six. You think they win by a touchdown? The Bengals? Yeah. The Jets have been playing competitive football. I mean, week one, granted, you know. 
It was what it was, right? But they showed in week two that, yeah, we can play. We do have resiliency. You know, we're not just here, just here. Because we've seen Jets teams in the past that are just mm-hmm. just kind of playing. Yeah, New Jersey Jets. So, but they look like a New York Jets football team this year, right? <laughs> all right. So, all right. We spent too much time on the Jets this episode. Oh, Dolphins, Bills, man. Um, Let's go. Again, two firepower offenses, two or six touchdowns last week. Josh Allen is doing whatever he wants to both defenses. He played in two playoff defenses. Uh, Titans defense arguably was was – Top half last year, um, and the Rams defense. He's <laughs> the Rams defense was <laughs> top five. So I don't know that the Dolphins are going to have enough firepower to kind of withstand. You know, they did start off with their division win against the Patriots. They were able to go against you know Lamar and, and take them down on the road. Bills at home for the Dolphins to me, it's still too much for them. I think that's still too much. You know, the defense. Is gonna have they have too much to contain with this offense, yeah. you know. Emmanuel, uh, not Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis has found a way to you know open things up for Stephon Diggs. Whereas again, it's supposed to work hand in hand, which it does. Where Stephon Diggs, being who he is, will open things up for everybody else. But Gabriel Davis is good enough now to where he can work like that for Stephon Diggs, and it just kind of goes hand in hand with their offense, and you know. Pat McAfee is doing this thing with NFL films where now they're ta- – it's called big big brain football, right? So they're kind of like pointing out little pieces of audio from NFL films clips where players are kind of showing that they use their brain. So like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship last year were like – Travis Kelsey's like, you know, if they're playing that seam like that, like that's going to be wide open. Mm-hmm. And then they throw that first down, that big first down at the end of um, – at the end – I think that was in overtime, the first play of overtime. First play so. of overtime. Um, so he's doing that segment, and Gabriel Davis was on it, and he's, like, talking about the coverage that the Rams were playing and how that Jalen Ramsey is just sitting. He's sitting watching the quarterback, watching the quarterback. You can take him deep, and he's going he's gonna to be watching the quarterback. So him being able to, like, point that out, you know, it, it shows a lot of growth, and it shows that um, last year's AFC Championship game wasn't a fluke. Like, him having mm. as many yards and touchdowns as he did wasn't just – you know, he felt he had a great game, one and done. No, like this guy is a is a is a gamer. So um I don't think the Dolphins defense has enough to answer that. And do I expect Tyreek Hill still to go off? Of course. And you know, one seventy, one seventy for Jalen Waddle and Tyreek, like that's unreal. I don't think that happens two weeks in a row. You know what I mean? And there was some blown coverage. There was a couple in the Ravens game. You can't let the slant go for the first for the touchdown. Some shit, but I still think the Bills Bills take this win. Sorry. Rachel's over here like, fuck this. Decisively. What you got? Uh, uh, I said what you got, you know? I think the Bills. The Dolphins. I, I think the Bills. I'll be scared to take the Dolphins, though. Minus the Dolphins five and look a half. good. I think it might be a shootout. Dolphins though. look good, bro. I'd like it to be a shootout. That'd be, that'd be fun. It was a shootout last week. Why wouldn't it be? That Bills defense as well. Bills defense is crazy. Von Miller has made an immediate impact. Greg Russo is, is still coming in his own. He's going to come back to the field he played college football on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a lot of developments in there that I'm excited for. Oh, my God, it's Von Miller. <laughs> Von Miller, that's your boy, E. Yeah, shout out to Von I'll Miller. never let you live. Mm-mm. Which one was it? Oh, I, I <laughs> he was super excited. I saw the caption. It was like, little fan is super excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be the boring game of the week. Saints-Panthers. Ooh, Texans-Bears might take that. But then again, that game might be an interesting game because it's two teams that, you know, they've been playing fair football. Saints Panthers is, is is nothing worth talking about. I think Matt Rule is, is eventually on his way out of Carolina. Jameis Winston's with the fractures in his back. You got shit, bro. Like you can't be playing with fractures in your back. 
I got no. It's not happening. You're crazy. Spinal. What do you, Mike? You said you. What do you mean? He's like, my back is broken. I think I broke my. He's like, what do you mean? Like a vertebrate? Spinal. Spinal. Yo. Oh man. Oh man. We got. Uh, Lions Vikings, which w- would have been normally, you know, one of the boring games of the week. I think that'll be actually a fun game. Can Justin Jefferson bounce back? Because is Justin Jefferson the type of player that when the when the team's doing bad and the quarterback's not finding him or not throwing the ball well, is he going to be that diva? Every you know, every wide receiver is that diva type. But at the same time, um, is he going to let that like affect his play? Because I feel like he was really frustrated after the first Darius Slay interception that. I was watching the Monday Night Cast, so it was like, you know, they're explaining that's his fault. If you see, he ran, uh, he ran behind the corner. He let the corner run mm-hmm. inside the route. You know, he took the back. Kirk Cousins is obviously throwing that in front, so you can have it. Exactly. And I just saw his reaction. He got really upset. And then you see Kirk Cousins still continue to fail. So I'm not saying Justin Jefferson played worse because the ball couldn't even get delivered to him. But I'm just wondering if he's going to be that type of player that once that happens, like, is, that, is he going to let that take him out of his game? You know, because he was pretty non-existent, you know, versus Eagles defense mm-hmm. who, you know, was able to cough up the ball a few times. So um, Raiders play the Titans, and this is two 0-2 teams, right? Yeah, this is two 0-2 teams yeah, that Raiders win. need a win. Say that again? And it's the away team. The Raiders are are, are – are much better than the Titans, yeah. <laughs> so like that. Because <laughs> much, much this game will show a lot. I think this game will show, like, okay, the Raiders go on the road versus Tennessee, and, yeah, if they are much better, they should take care of business. For some odd reason, I see this being a competitive game, mm. and it could come down to the wire where Derrick Henry might find some success at home versus this Las Vegas Raiders team. I want to see what their run defense is about and how tough they are going to be this year. You know, I know they have Chandler Jones and the Max Crosby, but those are pass rushers. And not to say that they don't contribute to run game or run stop, but, you know, your guys in the middle and your linebackers are going to have to bring it all game. Jonathan Abrams is going to have to come all game. Um, and it's Derrick Henry, you know. So yeah. one of these games, Derrick Henry's going to have a good game. You know what I mean? He's going to pop. He's he's too big. He's and too this is the strong one? and fast. So I don't necessarily think this is the one, but it's a test. And the Raiders – Backs against the wall at 0-2 versus another AFC team that's 0-2 where this game toward the end of the season is going to matter. And, and they're going to look at this like, damn, we should have won that game versus Tennessee because, you know, this is AFC bubble, you know. Uh, granted, Tennessee won their division last year and people are still thinking they'll win it this year. But 0-2 at this moment. So Hey, the books agree with you, man. The line is set at negative two in favor of the Raiders. So yeah, I, think it's gonna be a I got the Raiders winning game. A, a close one. On the road, knowing they can't go down. Devontae Adams is going to be. Fantasy, if you got Devontae Adams this week, your team's getting a dub. All right. Ravens Patriots. Bill Belichick took a dumb L. I mean, took a, I say he took a dumb L. It was Mitch Trubisky that took a dumb L. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. But Bill Belichick finally got a dub. He took a dumb L to Miami. Um, but Mac Jones... You got to give credit to him. He played a tough defense, Miami, and got beat up. Was able to play another tough defense, Pittsburgh, on the road, stand in that pocket and deliver the ball. Um, there was a beautiful catch by Nelson Aguilar. Mossed the corner on the right side. It was it was nasty. But um, the, the Patriots' offense just still isn't anything that you can call out. Like, all right, well, you know they can – do this, mm-hmm. and they're going to stretch the field here. They Like, they got to find it, you know, throughout the game and see what they can get. The run game, granted, you know, Damian Harris, he's not getting to that 90 yards, 100 yards. Um, so it's it's not opening up enough. This Ravens defense and this team in general is really, really looking for another win because they don't want to go down one and two, you know, versus in a game that they should have won versus mm-hmm. Miami. This game here... In my opinion, the Ravens should win. You don't know if you get J.K. Dobbins back or Gus Edwards, but you don't rely on that on that at this point because at this point you've played really good football, and 
there's been some mistakes that have held you back in yep. your one loss. You can capitalize on that, you know, loss and come into this AFC East again. This is three straight AFC East teams they're getting, so it's not easy at the same point. But I don't, I don't think you're Lamar Jackson. You, you can let your team lose this game. No, you can't. Go down one and two. Like the Patriots winning this game would be very impressive because I don't see. I don't see with the Ravens defense how the Patriots are just going to get open and and score over, you know, 28 points, 27 points on this team. So um, I think Lamar Jackson just kind of clean it up a little bit. You know, like I said, there was that pick six opportunity that Xavier Howard dropped and then he fumbled on the goal line Mm -hmm. early in the Dolphins game that switched a lot of momentum and for the time at the game and it let the Dolphins, you know, there was like still hope, you know, because the Ravens went all the way downfield and didn't score. Um, we'll see how that shapes out, but I think the Ravens come out with that one. Yeah, I do too. Washington Commanders are going to host the Eagles. This is Carson Wentz' first time back in the NFC East. The Eagles, you know, they've been playing good football. Two and zero start. Nick Sirianni, you know, trusts his Jalen Hurts. Trusts is not a word, but he trusts his Jalen Hurts. And on the road, this Commanders team is is they're at one and one. They beat the Jaguars week one, so they want to go up two one. They want to beat their division opponent, right? They nice. don't want to. They don't. They want to come out at home. Carson Wentz versus the Eagles. You already know that. That's a storyline. Then it's Commanders versus Eagles as a divisional game. Mm-hmm. Can you win that at home? At that, um, the last time I think Jalen Hurts was in Washington. The bleachers collapsed on him, and fans like fell on him. Do you remember oh, that video? Did you see that fact. video ever? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he's like helping people up. <laughs> I do remember that. They're like Jalen, like the the side rail like <laughs> collapse. There was like poop water falling and leaking from the stadium oh. last season. Yeah, that Washington that Washington stadium's crazy over there. And I saw a graphic. I hate to bring it up, but it's it's one of those like if I saw it, y'all had to see it. But it's a graphic that. There's, like, all the injuries from that field, and it's just, like, all these people's legs just got ruined on that field. And I didn't realize it was a lot, but it's a lot of names. Do they have all the fans on there? <laughs> Should have them, like, on the side. <laughs> he fell here. <laughs> no, so, um, all in all, I, don't, I think the Eagles come out with that one. I don't want to get too deep into the commander's football. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, Colts, rep your squad. I see what you did there. I didn't realize until this moment why you wore Chiefs. Okay. We were supposed to go to this game. We were. We were. We were. Fuck it. Okay, right? Red Zone. Scott Scott Hanson. That's his name, right? Scott Hanson. We'll watch it uh, from the couch. Next Sunday shit. Oh, no. That's this Sunday. This Sunday. Chiefs minus five and a half. Chiefs cover. Chiefs cover. You got to get that right now. That's that's a good number. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you sound. That's a good bro. number. Chiefs minus five and a half. Yeah, there's a couple of away um, away favorites this week, like home dogs, and I think that might be a good narrative to watch out for. You know what's interesting? The Colts, as bad as we played last week versus the Jaguars, and as like this average a- we played versus the Texans, I think this would be a good game. It's our home opener. This could be an over game. The home crowd is always, like, an added force for the Colts. Like, we have a great fan base. You know, they, they pack out the, the Lincoln Oil, Lucas Oil, and especially a home opener. Like, who home doesn't opener. love a home opener? So, man, I mean, Patrick rec- Mahomes is coming to town. Yeah, for the record, the reason that we ended up not going was because by the time that we actually looked into the tickets, they were sold out. And that sold was- out. Months ago, like <laughs> sold out, but it's all good, man. I mean, like I said, it's it's pretty cool that we'll be able to watch this on some last Sunday football shit. But co- hopefully, the Colts get this dub, man. I'm not gonna lie, we I can't. Mean, <laughs> we start the season one, one and one. I mean, that's that's all I could ask for at this point. One, one and one, like home oh, opener. Man. You gotta put your put your pride up. You know what I'm saying? Just Bruh, are you gonna are you gonna win this game? Are you gonna let Kansas City come out here and Patrick Mahomes throwing for five six touchdowns on a mm-hmm. Gus Bradley defense? Has he's thrown what seventeen touchdowns, three interceptions throughout a Gus Bradley's defense? I don't know, but I think you have to come out playing smash mouth 
let Jonathan Taylor establish some sort of run game. Absolutely. Um, and and you're going to have to try to shut down some of that extracurricular wide receiver work over there in Kansas City because you could, you know, you know Kelsey's good enough to go off whenever, but you can't have Hardman. You can't have an introduction to Sky Moore on the turf. Like, it can't be that type of game where everybody's getting involved. And unfortunately, I'm nervous that it will be, you know. Isaiah Rogers hasn't gotten playing time on defensive snaps for the Colts. I'm not sure why he's one of our better corners. He's our fastest player on defense. Um, and Gus Bradley's like, you know, he keeps working in practice. He's good, and he'll get in there. But, like, I don't understand. Like, he's a playmaker. He causes turnovers. Last year he had a really good year. And, you know, like I said, he's our fastest defender. Why wouldn't you want the speediest guy on the field, especially in a Kansas City Chiefs uh, offense? Yeah. So. Could be fireworks. Versus could be fireworks in Lucas Oil Stadium. It could weekend. be. I just hope that we can control some pace, let Jonathan Taylor really dictate, you know what I mean, and, and have that physicality against your defense. But Chris Jones, like, who's going to stop Chris Jones? You know, that guy's a monster pro bowler, uh, defensive tackle. But this ain't the first time we've played them. You know, this mm-hmm. ain't. it's not like we've never had run success. It's not like we've never been able to, you know, throw the ball and beat you guys. We've we've been able to beat you guys, and we've been able to put together the scheme to beat you, right? Absolutely. And the scheme to beat you defensively, which was more important. It's not the same guys on defense that we'd had at the time where we beat you. Um, Shaq Leonard might not be playing. We hope he is, obviously. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, Mike 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 Pittman is back. So I said Mike Mike Mike, Mike Pittman is back. That's a big thing, and Pierce is back. So we'll have at least our starting wide receivers versus one of the best offenses in the league and the team who's looking like they're going to run that division still. 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 Even though Justin Herbert's playing really, really good, you know, and, and moving the ball, and his his injury to the ribs is, is a big blow because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs aren't going to wait for anybody. So you got the Chiefs, I imagine. Yeah, I got the Chiefs too. <laughs> I'm not gonna be biased this year. I'm not gonna do it, bro. Last year and the years before, I was like, nah, 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 bro. We fucking 24 zip. That's bullshit. Bullshit. I mean, shit. It's listen. Okay. It's so hard to say it, but it's like, of course, the Colts gonna win. Nah, mm-hmm. not after what I saw. I gotta see it for for me to believe it this year. The Jaguars, Chargers. It should be a blowout. Again, we don't know Justin Herbert's rib injury, how much it's going to affect this game. But I know that the Jaguars' defensive line, as we spoke about, if they get after Herbert and make him uncomfortable and bring him to the ground a few times, he's going to be in pain. It's going to be an issue. And it'll be interesting to see because there's not a lot of run presence on either side. Well, sorry, James Robinson can't really run the ball. So I take that back. But the Khalil Mack and Joey Boza show over there – I think the Chargers still find a way to win this game. You know, they're at home. It's the Jaguars. It's not the Colts they're playing. Yeah. They seem to be like a regular NFL sorry team when when it's not the Colts. But Trevor Lawrence has shown in both games, both of his last games versus the Colts, and in two weeks of the season that he's who they drafted. Like, this is what you thought you were getting from Clemson. He can make every throw. You know, he's 6'6". He's athletic enough to get out the pocket and, and make mobile plays. Yep. And it's just a matter of time that you continue to protect him. You continue to surround him with weapons and just let him show, you know, what he can do. So, Trevor Lawrence, shout out to him because he got the – and it was a lot of quick game in the Colts game. He gets the ball off real quick, makes his decisions. And the Jaguars defense could find success, you know, especially playing against a team like Khalil Mack and Joey Boza where you're going to have to have quick game. And, you know, granted, it's Asante Samuel, J.C. Jackson over there. It's not the Colts' corners. But I don't think this is a blowout. I don't. I, I think Jacksonville has shown they, they can compete. They're, they're fighting. Um, and that defensive line is crazy, like I said. So Jacksonville plus seven? Yeah. I mean, uh, plus seven is a lot. Plus On seven. No, nah, that's not. Nah, 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 nah. It could be late. Two, two touchdowns, you know, another, a late touchdown, put them up two scores. So, I wouldn't take that. But Rams-Cardinals. Cardinals at home. Last time they played was in the wild card in mm-hmm. L.A. Kyler Murray, he's up and down, right? Like, he he's sh- slow versus the Raiders to start. Slow. Not really being able to get that offense moving. 
under pressure. And you got to give credit to, you know, Max Crosby mm-hmm. for really, really disturbing the peace. But it's Aaron Donald this week. And we saw Aaron Donald the last two times that the Cardinals and the Rams played because the game before that, it came down to like a final play and it just ended in a sack, Aaron Donald. So I, I don't know that there's much that's changed. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is not playing, so that only makes it a little tougher for them. And, and that defense, the confidence that I think that they're coming in from the win at home, first win of the season since the Super Bowl um, versus the Falcons, they know they got a division opponent. This is a must-win game for them in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't see why they can't go on the road and, and really cause uh, cause trouble for Kyler Murray. So I think the Rams take this game. Yeah, for sure. I think they handle business. They go into Arizona and do what they got to do. Another thing about the Rams is Cooper Cup. I mean, every week is going to be, you know, who can stop Cooper Cup, right? But I'm from now on, I'm interested to see what defense is going to be able to contain Cooper Cup. And I'm going to watch. Okay, so because I don't understand. I, I don't get it. I know Sean McVay is a genius, right? And I know that Cooper Cup is as good as he is. But week in, week out, for you to be able to put up and produce the way you do, get open and beat their scheme with yours, mm-hmm. the one that you've, you know, they've game planned for all week. It's it doesn't make sense, you know, and that's how much credit McVay, Stafford, and Cup deserve, and that's why they got Stafford because the plays that Cooper Cup could have made with Goff, not to say Goff couldn't make all the throws, but there's throws that Stafford just puts a little bit better than your typical quarterback, right? And a guy like Cooper Cup, for him to be able to have that relationship with Stafford, that's one of the reasons that they're untouchable because you know. I know Megatron is – you can throw the ball up and he'll catch it. But at the same time, him and Stafford's relationship was a big part of his yep. success because um, he could have had another random quarterback that was just throwing it up, but it would have just been a bunch of eh. – him and Stafford really dialed it up. Stafford has that no look, you know what I'm saying, to his arsenal that he could really get busy with. So I like the Rams there. Um, I think we got Sunday night football, and then we uh, talk about some – Celtics coaching drama. Now, hold up real quick. Mm. Why did the NFL rob us of uh, Rodgers and Brady primetime game? And that's that the one I thought was Sunday Night Football. So, yeah, never nah, mind. it's not. Dallas, New York Giants. Hey, That's Dallas. the Monday night. Oh, that's Monday night. Sunday night is oh. Niners and the Broncos. Like, Well, that means we get to be out Sunday night. That's how you look at it. When there's a bad Sunday Night Football game, Who that means you robbed, can do something. You know how long we've been Sunday waiting night. for this matchup when you put it at 425? Granted, if it was a Trey Lance Denver, Russell Wilson, you know what I mean? That would have been a good that would have been a good little Sunday night football game. Intriguing at least. Jimmy Garoppolo. You got four star Jimmy. Oh man. So we'll go to four. It's the primetime America's game of the week. There you go. Right? Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Battle of the Bay. Who's the better Bay? I think it's Tampa Bay. <laughs> Who's the better Bay? Oh, I, man. I think Tampa Bay is going to have to really run the ball really well because no Mike Evans. I don't know that Chris Godwin's back to that 100%. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, you know, hasn't been able to really, really get something going. going. Yeah. A lot of drop passes, right? Um you know, they did win versus the Bears. I don't know how much you want to, you know, credit that. They're one of the worst offenses, if not the worst offense in the league. But they're going to have to wake up soon. That's a fact. And the last time Aaron Rodgers saw them, we told him that he owned them, if I'm not mistaken. And he does. And we said that. <laughs> there was a lock. That was the lock of the week. And I agreed with that from, like, Saturday, Friday night. I was like, yeah. I didn't realize they played Sunday night football. Sunday night football, Bears, Packers, it's Packers all day. Every single time. Every single like, time. Like, every single time. Um, there was that moment on Sunday Night Football with the Packers Bears though that Khalil Mack had that strip sack. They had like a interception touchdown. So, but this game is interesting. Like I said, I, I mean, where's the offense going to come from? Last week they had Mike Evans up until a certain point, but they were still able, unable to get the ball in the end zone. You know, it wasn't 
It wasn't a flow where mm. we see like we like we saw versus Dallas, and Tom Brady was comfortable hitting guys. You know, Julio was out, so I'm interested to see where do you go with the football. You have to establish a run game. Have to, and if you don't, and the Packers are able to really you know get stops up front, that's going to open doors for them to be able to win this game because it'll take maybe one or two plays offensively that can separate or one or two scores um, that can separate this game. So. That's how I see it. Sunday night football, though, I'm going <laughs> to quick Denver. I mean, now that Jimmy's in. Niners. Seeing what we've been seeing from this Denver offense and knowing that San Francisco's defense is uh pretty, pretty, you know, they hold their own. Intact. They definitely yeah. hold their own. We're one of the better linebackers in the league. I think that Denver has to win this game. And not like for the season's outcome, but in the sense that, you know, they they played against Seattle, they lost, and then this week they played against Houston, they got a win. San Francisco is a good opponent that you can say, all right, you know, can we test our strength? Yeah. And I don't know. Right now it's, uh, it's not looking too good for uh, Denver. So I, I still think they do come out with the win. I, I do. Okay. I don't know about you. Like and Elijah Mitchell's out for the 49ers. Okay. The Denver's defense isn't perfect, but, you know, I don't see too many big plays from 49ers. Debo Samuel's really their only big play guy this week for me that, that he can just break out at any moment. But um, I think I think Denver knows what's at stake at home. They don't want to hear those fans, you know, booing them again because that's where it's going to come down to if they lose this game. Yeah, exactly. So. And then Monday night, bro, 2-0 and o Giants. Who would have thought? 2-0 and o Giants, the real owners of MetLife Stadium. <laughs> Shout out to Eli Manning and his two Super Bowls. <laughs> I've never heard of the Snoopy Bowl. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sounds like my team's never been there. What about yours, E? Snoopy Bowl? The preseason game between the Giants and the Jets. Oh, my God. That's what they call that? That's funny. The pre... The Snoopy Bowl. I've never heard of that. That's funny. That was this year you won the Snoopy Bowl? It's funny. I asked him, was it this year? He's like, we beat him this year. (laughs) My bad, my bad. Well, (laughs) the Giants play Dallas now, and it's an interesting game because Daniel Jones, who's 2-0, plays against Cooper Rush, who's 2-0 in his career, and Tony Pollard is playing exciting football. Giants-Cowboys is pretty much... I mean, the last few years without Saquon, it, eh, yeah. you know, it's a little one-sided. But when Saquon's there, he still hasn't beaten the, the Cowboys. But it, it's interesting. You know, he, this year he's been able to really show that he's back, he's healthy, and the reason they drafted him at two is for this. Uh, still a dumb pick. But it shows that he is good enough to be a number two overall pick is what I'm saying. So you remember those uh, Bill Parcell, Tom Coughlin days? Those are old days. Old days. Old days. These days, it was <laughs> Joe Judge. It was Pat Shermer. It was uh, – I'm missing like two of them. It's, it was a lot. They just fired like the last five coaches. <laughs> but Brian Dayball – or Dayball. I think it's Dayball. Dayball. Brian Dayball coming from, you know, success in New England, then having success in Buffalo – the only thing here is that you don't have your franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. You don't know what route you're going to go in because I don't think the Giants, you know, I think our number was like, what, seven for them, six or seven. Well, no, I think I had them lower than that. I, I think personally. Oh, I, I have to go back and listen. I was probably at like win more than four and you'll be all right. That's probably where I was at. But the Giants, if they do have, you know, much success, seven wins, eight wins, that's going to hurt their stock trying to get a guy like Bryce uh, Bryce Young. You know what I mean? And granted, C.J. Stroud's in the draft too, but how much do you want to win here? Because Brian Dayball, you know that you, you want to come in and set a culture. You want to come in and you know set an example as being a real coach here and having success, being able to stay for three years at least. But at the same time, this year is a really good year to mm-hmm. – not play really good football and get a mm-hmm. high draft pick. Because if I'm the Giants, I'm going for Bryce Young. I haven't had a franchise quarterback, and I don't know how long. 
I'm just kidding. It's obviously Eli Manning. But we saw the decline from Eli Manning and how that went. So since then, I think it's been far too long. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? I, I would hope that Giants fans feel that way. They want their guy. And Daniel Jones, it was like a reach. Him and, you know, guy rest his soul, Dwayne Haskins, was available. And, you know, as far as what it was at, a, at that moment, it was just like, I mean, pick whichever, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a Duke quarterback we're talking about. Daniel Jones, y'all thought that was going to be your franchise guy from Duke? Come on. Come on, bro. Come on. The New York Giants. So, you know, some things never clicked to me. But I guess, you know, on to week three, NFC, uh, NFL. This this whole whirlwind of emotions and and, uh, affair (laughs) have me (laughs) lost. So, but, yo, shout out to E. Shout out to Kev. Shout out to Rachel. Um this is fun. It's going to be fun again. So, till next time. Shout out to Jay. Gang. <laughs>